0: Sign up today to get 20% off of your first order. Now let's start the show. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the 6 AM1 podcast. I'm your host, Mark Paisant. Always a pleasure to have you being a part of the show. As always, the show is brought to you by 6 a.m. Run, 6amrun.com. Head over to that website to sign up to get 20% off of your first order. So we have a really great guest this week. We have Mike McNamara, who's going to share his story. And like most stories, we don't all have the same one, but we can learn a lot from another story. So Mike, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Why don't you guys introduce yourself for our audience?
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Uh, My name is Michael McNamara. I'm currently a nutrition fitness mindset coach. Uh, I was a nurse for the past 15 years. Um, Do you want me to dive in from the beginning?
0: Yeah, sure. We're definitely going to want you to do that. Uh, However, before we do that, I kind of want to just talk about what you're doing now. I know you're in the coaching and fitness space right now, but you've also been competitive. Um, So kind of talk about the coaching, but also your competitive—I believe it's bodybuilding—is that correct?
1: Correct. I did my last competition at 40 years old. Uh, I'm 45 right now. I've been into bodybuilding and working out ever since. Um, man, I think when I was 12 years old, I had the Hulkamania workout set.
0: <laughs> and looking looking at you right now, man, you are you are Jack. So good for you, good for you. I, I see you do a lot of work, and and I think it says a lot about your discipline that you you keep. Yeah, I'm 44. So I'm one year behind you. So I've been I've been trying to keep in shape, too. So uh, that is that is awesome. So let's let's go ahead and do this. I, I understand that. Um, let, let's just say it out loud there. There was you know drugs in your past. There's there was a, an addiction. Kind of talk about let's jump right into it. talk about what has led you to the person you are today. What is that story? What's Mike's story?
1: So what happened was, I suffered an injury in bodybuilding. Uh, Plantar fasciitis, I could barely walk. Doctors back then were given pain pills like Tic Tacs. There was pain clinics all over the place. And it made me feel really good. I felt like Superman on those pills. Like I could do anything. And I felt like I did everything better. I felt like it actually improved my life. When in reality, it was destroying my life. And that that happened not too long after. The doctors eventually got, were not able to prescribe the pills. They cracked down on it. And uh, heroin hit New York very hard on Long Island. Uh, Long Island, Island, there's a lot of wealthy areas, a lot of kids with money. And they're not exposed like kids are from what you call the ghetto. They see what it does to people because they witness it every day. In nicer areas, the kids don't know. They think it can't happen to me. But it can and it does. Uh, so it led to snorting heroin, to injecting heroin. That was 10 years. Uh, twice I almost died. I was on life support. Um, and believe it or not, <laughs> when I when they pulled the, the the breathing machine out of me and my girlfriend was next to me, this is how screwed up I was. My girlfriend was next to me and I asked her did you bring my stuff with you? She said what do you mean? I said you didn't bring my bags. I'm like and I and I was mad. I said run home and get my stuff. And literally after I almost died I wanted it back. That's that's how screwed up I was at the time.
0: Man, Mike, thank you so much for for going over that and it, it's <laughs> it's not funny, but you know, addiction is one of those things that we we talk about That it's such like an an easy thing to get over. We talk about like we know about it, but unless you actually gone through it, gone through that addiction, it's it's something it's hard to 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 empathize with. Um, What was and you've talked about almost dying twice, but like what helped you get past this addiction? Did you have to go out to get help from others or how did you how did you get through this addiction?
1: Honestly, I didn't go seek from others. Um, I tried and it didn't work. What worked for me was I was always into health and fitness. I was the least likely person to be involved in that lifestyle and just waking up in the mirror, waking up every day and looking in the mirror at myself. I just said, this is not me. This, this is not me. And then, um, I took the steps to make myself better. I went to a methadone clinic, um, for about a year and a half, weaned off of that, went on to Suboxone, and then weaned off of that. I I, I pretty much did it all myself with the help of medication and, and, and my own willpower. Um, I love, I think, AA and NA are great organizations that help a lot of people. I just don't agree with calling yourself an addict or an alcoholic after you've been, because your words have power. So I'm not going to introduce myself as, hey, my name is Mike, I'm an addict. No, I was an addict. I know if I do drugs, it's going to cause trouble in my life. And I I leave it at that. I don't refer to myself
0: as an addict. I was an addict. And and during this time, you said 10 years with that. Was that in your 30s that this was happening? Your 20s when exactly was this happening?
1: This happened to my mid to from about 20
0: to 22 to 32. Okay. And. And in this time, and I think this is something that people really need to to understand in this time, did, were you hiding this addiction? Were you, were you, was it out there? Did people know this about you? Um, Like, how did you even get through your day with this type of addiction?
1: I was what you would call a functioning addict. I hid it the best I could, and I was very good at hiding it. But there were times where you just can't. Where you'll where you'll be nodding off, you know. You'll be at a dinner with people, and your and you and, and and your head's going to be going down. And people, it, it's obvious there's something wrong with you. <laughs> you know. So I hit it the best I could.
0: Yeah, that's that's just that's just amazing. And and what was what was the physique like at that time? Were you still working out? Were you still keeping you know, keeping your body in check? Like how how was your body responding to to the drugs? No.
1: So a typical week for me would I would go shopping for food. And by the end of the week, I had returned it all, back to the supermarket for more money to buy drugs. So I wasn't feeding myself. I was maybe, right now I'm about 180 pounds. Uh, people usually think I'm a lot bigger than I am, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> it's very easy to get around that naturally, uh, if you know how to eat and train correctly. But I was down to about maybe 160 something pounds, which is, you know, featherweight for me.
0: Yeah, so a lot of this and you know you you mentioned it before you're you you like to help your mindset coach also and and a lot of addiction has to do with mindset. You know, one of the things that you have that somebody else might not have that comes to you for for workout inspiration, motivation, whatever training is that you've seen the bottom of the bucket. You've seen the bottom. You've seen the absolute bottom. And but you have to hear people talk about what you might not feel is that bad. Like you you might, you have people, oh man, I, I haven't been able to gain weight in 10 years. Like I can't, I can't get lean. I can't. And they talk about it in a way that in the back of your head, you're like, you haven't seen the worst. You haven't seen the bottom. But you can't always like compare your story to theirs. So when you work on your mindset training, it shows you people that think, and let's go ahead and call it what it is. They think, you know, first world problems could be or, or third world problems. And it's really not that, that bad. Like, how do you at least get them to change their mindset to like have that paradigm shift to, to make sure you get them going in the right direction without them beating on themselves too much?
1: Well, for me, mindset is just changing the way you look at things. Like an example of how I would change someone's mindset in health and fitness, uh, with dieting is when they're hungry And they can't take that hunger in between and they want to cheat. I would say, turn your mindset around and say, man, this is exactly where I want to be. This is what fat burning feels like. This is exactly how I'm supposed to feel. I'm burning fat. This is awesome. And learn to love it. Learn to love the work. The work instills the worth. People are too focused on the result. And that's when they don't succeed. Because the result never comes as fast as you want it. Focus on the work. And you can't compare yourself to someone else because you can't compare me who's been, you know, someone wants to compare themselves to me who's been training since I'm a kid and they want to have the same result quickly. It doesn't happen like that. Um, everybody moves at their own pace. It's just just focus on the work. The work instills the worth, the discipline, the
0: value. And that's a, gr- that's a great point because I want you to talk about discipline. This is something that I had a conversation with uh, I, I, actually a lot of people about because Um, yeah, let's be honest. Like with social media, we get to see the, the best versions of people all the time. Like if you're a fitness trainer, if you're an influencer, if you're a dietitian and whatever it is, like rarely do we see the, uh, the bloated days or the days that we're, we don't feel like ourselves or we, things like that. However, with that comes discipline and a lot of people are waiting on that motivation And I'm sure people, they work with you and they're motivated up front and then they go through a couple workouts with you and they think, oh man, I got to, I don't know if I can get through another one with Mike today. It's like, you know, but regardless of the motivation, like the people who get to the finish line, get those results are the ones that were disciplined with you. So I kind of want you to break down why discipline is so, it doesn't have to be bodybuilding or weightlifting or getting in shape or fitness. But why is discipline so important for people to get to the part or the point where they want to get to?
1: Discipline is important because you're never going to wake up every day feeling the same as the day before. I mean, I might wake up super motivated today, but tomorrow, maybe not so much. So what I do to help with my discipline and motivation is every morning I read positive affirmations, positive affirmations that have to do with my goals. Because just like your body, your mind needs to be trained, right? So if my focus is on bodybuilding, I would read positive affirmations on bodybuilding every morning to put my mind in that mindset to accomplish my goals for the day. Discipline is doing it when you're tired. Discipline is doing it when you had a bad day, when you're sad, when everything's going wrong and you're doing it anyway. And that's where character is built. Character is built through adversity, right? Show me a hero and I'll show you a tragedy. That's what they say. There's no hero without a tragedy, without overcoming something.
0: That is absolutely a thousand. We have no Marvel movies without some type of tragedy. So you're absolutely, and not to make light of it, you're absolutely correct. Um, And then on on top of that, you meant like what you talked about before in regard to the fat burning and and how people feel in regard to their food and and nutrition. Um, There is that line where how do I put this? Like people want to be able to eat the foods that make them happy and then people want to get fit quickly and then they starve themselves. And I know, you know, people in the fitness industry that want people to, to get healthy, like we want to to have that balance of people enjoying what they eat, but not, you know, living on 500 calories in a day because they think that's the only, they think they have to starve themselves And the main reason is because, you know, one, it's not healthy and two, it's not sustainable. You could get to a part where you're at, but kind of talk about, I would love you to talk about your relationship with food and how you help others with their relationships with food.
1: So the reason why fed diets don't work is because that's exactly what they are. They're a fed. They're not sustainable. They'll get you to, so the, the point is if a woman comes up to me and says, Hey, I want training. I want to get in shape for this wedding. Well, why is it only for the wedding, right? It needs to be a lifestyle change. So, fad diets don't work because basically weight loss is due to a caloric deficit, right? And what's even more important than the calories are the macros that make up the calories. So, when I give someone a a certain amount of calories to eat, I also give them macro percentages. And they get to track all that in in, in my app that I provide for them. So, it makes it impossible to fail unless you self-sabotage. It's impossible to stay on the right macro track and eat the wrong foods. But there are hacks for people who say, Hey, you know, I don't want to mess up date night with my wife on Friday and, you know, go out to eat and say, I can't eat this or I can't eat that. So I would I would tell somebody like that, eat less during the day or skip a meal during the day and save it for when you go out. If you want to stay tracked, if you want to stay on track with your diet. But if you're not jumping on stage the main point is you're doing the best you can with your diet, your training. That, that's a huge lifestyle change in itself from someone who went from doing nothing to something. So I I wouldn't expect someone to be as disciplined as me unless it was their goal to be. So I work with people based on their goals. So it could be different for everybody.
0: You're, you're abs- I think that's a great point because so many people, and I, I actually had this with, with my sister who I was training, they they see a certain physique, a certain change in someone. And they immediately say, I, I want, tell me exactly what you're doing. I want to do that. I want to, and then it's like, well, if you want to do what I'm doing, like I eat a lot of chicken, like there's, there's a lot of protein in my diet. Are you ready for that? Like, I don't, I do, um, there, there there's certain things that I don't have in my diet. There's, there's, there's times where I do a fast to, to make sure I'm I'm getting the, the ketones activated. Like there's things that I do that if you want to do them, I will show you, but no one is forcing you to do these things. And I think that it, you bring up such a good point about that balance, about having somebody set those goals and then make sure they're they, they balance that nutrition with it. But the biggest thing, and I'm sure you get this all the time too, and I love asking fitness professionals this question because I love the answers I get. When you get that person that said, hey, Mike, I'd love to work with you. I'd love to work with anybody else. I would love to get in shape, but you know, with the kids, with the job, with this, with that, I just, Mike, I don't have the time. What is your response to that?
1: my response to that is there's somebody else in your exact situation who's doing it there's someone who has more kids and working more hours than you and they're doing it that's my response to them everybody has the time but it's just not a priority for you right now right and if you're too busy now what will happen when you're busy in the future will you stop no so you're gonna have to learn how to do it when you're busy too so that, that would be my answer for them. There's someone in the same shoes as you, if you and I, if not busier, who is doing it?
0: I see. I, I love asking that question because I get, I get such good answers and I'm honestly, I, I steal half of them because I want, I want to use these answers too. Cause they're so good. Like people, uh, you know, it, and I think, and I'll let you respond to this. I think a lot of times people are looking for reasons why they can't do something that is hard. They're looking for reasons you know, why, you know, they may be overweight, they may have been a athlete before, but they just can't. And, you know, it's almost embarrassing to them, but they have that quick response. Oh, you know, with, I just, just had the third kid and the wife, we need to be around the house. And oh yeah, I got this honeydew list. And oh, I just made partner at my, I did all these things. And, and Mike, I just ugh, love to work with you, man. I would, I would, but I just, ugh, I just, I just can't, I just can't. Um, and I think people are, f- you mentioned self-sabotage with the nutrition. I think they might be doing it before we even talk about nutrition with the way they they react to trying to start a fitness program.
1: People will talk themselves out of anything that's hard, right? So if you do what's hard, life will be easy. If you do what's easy, life will be hard. You either sacrifice what you want now or what you want becomes the sacrifice. Either way, you're making a sacrifice. So it's your choice, Right
0: that yeah, yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. I could not have said it better. That was that was great. And, and you know it's from someone, I'll be honest with you, someone who has gone through what you've gone through, um, you know you have, I believe you have a, a unique perspective on life because you it's from just the, the small conversation that we've had today, it seems like you're you're doing a lot of things with intention. Because for that 10-year period of your life, you were kind of living in no man's land. You were kind of just going through the motions. You were kind of, I must mean, be honest, you were killing yourself slowly. You, you were doing that. And now it's like you not only want to live the best version of your, your own life, but you want to help others do the same. Is that, is that correct?
1: Correct. So I, I've also been a nurse for 15 years and I worked in the medical field. And mostly, all the things that a people are going into the hospital for are preventable, and some even reversible. High blood pressure, diabetes, uh, all these things are due to lack of exercises. Kidney problems, which comes from high blood pressure, all these all these things can be managed with exercise and proper nutrition. And you know, for a man that wants to take care of his family, this is very important to stay around for as long as you possibly can to take care of your wife and your kids. that That's, you know, by definition, a man is responsible and it's your responsibility to be there. So if you're sitting on the couch eating potato chips and watching Netflix all day, how much do you love your family?
0: I'm, I'm glad you said it because that, that was that was my why, why I got in shape um, or back in shape, I should say, because I, I, I wanted to start a family with my wife and I'm like, I want to be around for them. Like it does mean no good to continue going down this path and not be able to even like run around with my kids when they're here. So I'm glad, but again, like this opens up another, you know, can of worms because a lot of times people haven't found their why. And you, you mentioned it before you said, you know, that woman who comes to you and wants to get, you know, in shape for the wedding. You're like, well, why just then? Why just the, the, hopefully, you know, God willing, this is your only wedding. Like what happens after it? Like what happens after it? So, you know, when you're working with your, your, your clients and you're kind of working on that mindset, you know, how important is it for people to actually find their why when they're trying to go through this fitness journey?
1: Well, people's why's can happen for many reasons. It could, it could be, they just don't like the way they look. I can tell you one of the most selfish things I hear all the time, and I know you can relate to this, is the man and woman that says, when- whenever they get divorced or break up, I'm going to get in shape. So what you're saying now is you're willing to give the best version of yourself to somebody else, but not the best version of yourself to the person you're with now. That's a selfish person, right? Give your best version to the person you that you're with now. And I think a lot of people... Um, it's, it's important, you know, to, I think so, to stay attractive uh, for your wife uh, or for your husband. Uh, a lot of people hide behind their faith. Um, you know, like, like uh, Christians don't, I'm Christian, so I can say Christians, you know, they don't get divorced, but they do. It happens. Um, I, I just think it's very important, and it's very important for your self-esteem. What Your inequalities will never exceed your self-image. So, you will never have that level of confidence and self esteem if you don't fix what's on the outside as well. They go, for me, they go hand in hand. Uh, when you feel good on the outside, you perform better in everything. You'll be a better salesman. You'll be a better father. You'll be a better teacher because you're going to have more confidence and you're going to feel better about yourself. So, you elevate in every aspect of life.
0: You bring up some absolutely great points because, again, you know, I, I think a lot of people just. They just hang on to that fact that, hey, I've, I've made it this far. Why change? I'm good. I'm and we'll 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 tell ourselves a thousand. I mean, I, you know it. Like, how many times did you tell yourself this is the last time I'm gonna do this drug, or I'm not. I'm not. I'm waking up tomorrow and I'm gonna get clean. And and all, I mean, ne- this is never gonna happen to me again. I mean, the 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 mind is powerful. The mind is powerful. Like We will continually to just have the right intentions, but then the one thing, the mind ah, oh, one more time, just one more time. You got it, just one more time. So, um, and the opposite of that, you know, the mind can tell us when to to move in the right direction. So, um, you know, I, I, I want you to kind of talk about, you know, the person who's listening right now or talk to the person listening right now who has listened to this and, and said, you know what? I need to I need to start a wellness journey I need to I need to make sure not, not that not that I'm telling anybody to go into a gym tomorrow and start lifting heavy like no they're baby steps if you're if you're you know trying to get into this but to that person who's listened to this and said you know what I'm gonna do it I'm going to start my, my, my fitness journey, my wellness journey, my nutrition journey. What are some things that people can do just to start the process to set themselves up for success? Because too many times we cut carbs on Monday. We go to the gym on Tuesday. We decide we're not going to drink on Wednesday. We go for a run on Thursday. And by Friday, we're like, I'm not doing this anymore. And we've never, we haven't worked out in two years. So kind of talk about how a person can set themselves up for success from the beginning. Consistency is key,
1: but consistency can also be a bad thing. Because if you're consistently doing something the wrong way, you will never get the result you're after and you will quit. So knowledge is power. I would either go to the people who know how, hire a fitness coach um, and if you don't have the money to do that, the knowledge is out there. You can Google macros and you can figure out you know, what's a carb, what's a protein, what's a fat, um, how much should I eat for my, for my goal. Or if someone's intimidated by the gym, you can start at home. There's plenty of home workouts. I design programs for people who don't want to go to the gym. They want to stay home. I design programs for people who only have three days to go to the gym and three days to work out at home. So I'll give them six days, three in the gym, three at home. It can always be done. You don't need a gym. You can do it outside. You can do it inside. You can do it at the gym. But the knowledge is out there. In this day and age, you can Google anything, you know, and learn the right way to do it. Um, so that that that's where I would start. If I had an interest, I would start in at the, with the knowledge of a diet because that's the most important thing. Because I see guys in the gym and uh, I switch gyms often. And I'll go back a year, and I will see the same guy, and he looks exactly the same as a year ago when I left. And the reason for that is he's not eating correctly.
0: I don't, yeah, I don't think people, and I talk about this probably not as much as I should, but I do talk about it. And people, they always seem to to not re- like forget the nutrition part of it. Like it's so it's so big. We can go and we can start running two miles a day you know, or we can start you know getting a, a push pull legs workout routine we can we can do all that stuff but if we leave the gym and we go grab a fast food burger and fries or we eat late at night a sugary dessert whatever it is like we're we're just sabotaging ourselves so I personally believe and I would I would love your opinion on this. I personally believe is that when it comes to discipline, like it's bigger with the nutrition part than it is with the being consistent with the gym or working out part. Like it's 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 very easy to go and eat a Snickers bar, but it's not easy to get up and get to the gym or go for a run. Like though that it's 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 one of those things that I had to teach myself. The discipline comes from the nutrition part of it versus the fitness part of it.
1: I, I couldn't agree more. Listen, there's 24 hours in a day. If you're spending an hour and a half in the gym, <laughs> that leaves a huge portion of the rest of your day where nutrition is going to play a part. And you will never, ever, ever out-train a bad diet. Don't don't even try to do it because it's not going to happen. You won't out-train a bad diet. It, it, it just won't happen. And if you could get the nutrition part down, that builds the, the the biggest kind of discipline because you're doing it day in and day out. Every hour, you're making the right food choices. You know, I was in... Um, I'm from New York, and I lived in Miami, and they would make Cuban coffee loaded with sugar. Delicious. They would bring pastelitos and all these kinds of, uh, you know, fruity pastries, and I passed up every time. <laughs> so, you know, I didn't eat it. But if you don't... You got to have the willpower. It's got to say, what do I want? Is this... Is this in line with my goals? If I eat this right now, is that in line with my goals? And, look, and that's another thing I think about is um, depression and anxiety. I think a very small portion of the population is actually clinically depressed. I think most of them are situationally depressed. Their thoughts, actions, and habits are not congruent with the life they want to live. They're over. they they, they, they want to be in good shape, but they're overweight. They're working a job they don't like. They're not making as, as much money as they would like. All that stuff can cause anxiety and depression. So I think a lot of people's depression and anxiety are situational and can be turned around very easily with diet and with nutrition and training.
0: It, yeah, it is one of those things where um, I think the, I'll be honest with you, I think the fitness industry kind of loses a, a large percentage of people that they could help with not mentioning the mental help that they can give people with just a some changes in in their diet and in their you know nutritional goals and in in the amount of time they're spending on themselves um i do understand i listen i on my other podcast like we talk about mental health and all that good stuff i do understand that that there's people out there that that are struggling and but at the same time there's nothing wrong with prioritizing yourself and your own mental and physical health. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think that's still, it's still a part that's hard to understand for people because, you know, you're the one, Mike, you know, the, the work that you do, you're the one that helps people schedule appointments. Like, And, of course, everybody's going to be like, oh, I, I got this. I, I said I was going to do and I have this. I got." You probably hear it all the time where someone has a thousand things they've promised other people. And it's like I'm asking for an hour of your day. I'm asking, for, I'm asking for 45 minutes. I'm asking for you to prioritize yourself for once because I think that might be one of the hardest things for people because they think it's, it's, it's vain to work out. They think it's selfish to work out. They think they could be doing something for other people. But, you know, I know for a fact I cannot be the best friend, father, husband, cousin, uncle, whatever, unless I'm taking care of myself. And that's something you probably see a a bunch in the work that you do.
1: I think working on yourself is the most unselfish thing that you can do. I think it's just the opposite. Because if you were ever overweight as a child and that caused you pain, going through school, people picked on you, they made fun of you, and you're passing on that same pain to your children and not showing them it's possible to get in shape, You're not, you know, if you love your kids, show them it's possible. They don't have to go through that same pain you went through. So why would you want to pass on that same pain? That's like the father who's the alcoholic that's asked his son or daughter to go grab him a beer. You know, you're asking them to participate in things that caused you pain and suffering in your life. You know, you should be keeping them far from it. And you're going to be a better father. You know the father that goes to the beach with his family, who's embarrassed to take his shirt off and feels uncomfortable, he's not fully present at that family engagement because he's self-conscious. He doesn't feel good about himself. You know, and he's trying to figure out how to sit and hold in his stomach the whole time instead of being relaxed and enjoying his time with his family. So I think it's just the opposite. I think taking care of yourself is the most unselfish thing, and you're passing along great habits and traits to your family. And by the man, when you lead, they will follow. I have a firefighter um, who signed up for my program. So my program's online. I deliver it via an app, a custom workout program, and custom nutrition program. The second month he renewed, his wife renewed with him. His wife started with him, now they're doing it together as a family. And now he, he wants to sign up his teenage son next month as well. Now the whole family's doing it together. I think it's wonderful
0: that that's a that that is just a am- I love hearing stories like that I really do that is that is great that that a family can can I mean that's it's one of the best things to do as a family is work out together and stay fit together and have fun I mean you end up having fun together doing you challenge each other you have little you know little challenges I I love things like that so um and you know I, I, the question first of all, you're doing amazing work. I want to make sure I say that out loud on this show, but I do want to, I I do want to ask you like how with all these things going on, there's, I I know it's a lot of stuff going on in your life and you're nervous, you're doing all this stuff and I'm sure there are stresses that you have to deal with. How, how do you make sure that you stay present, that you stay clean, that you don't go back to the life you were living? Um, How do you make sure that you don't fall back into that drug addict that you were before.
1: My non-negotiable
0: daily routine.
1: My wake-up time. I never hit the snooze button. When that alarm goes off, that's a promise I made to myself. When you start breaking promises to yourself, that's when you lose faith in yourself. That's when you lose belief in yourself. When you say, I'm going to start, and you never start, or when you start and you quit. That's how... You lose trust in yourself. So my structured daily routine, which is non-negotiable for me, which is I'm going to eat all the right meals. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to... It could be anything. Look, how can someone expect to win the year if they can't even win a day? If they can't even win a day, start by winning the day. Set 10 small goals. I'm not going to leave any dishes in the sink. I'm going to take the garbage out as soon as it's full. I'm going to make my bed. the second I I wake up in the morning. Because guess what? A made bed, you're 99% less likely to get back into it. So it's very important to do that first thing in the morning. I'm going to brush my teeth. I'm going to eat a healthy breakfast. I'm going to go to the gym. Set 10 goals. See if you can do that for a day. Then do it for a week. Then do it for a month. Then do it for a year. Now you're unstoppable.
0: I cannot tell you how much I love that answer. Like I cannot tell you how just amazing that answer is and i think everybody listening right now you know i love challenges and you I, this is this is the one that try to win to you know when you're listening to this try to win if it's the middle of the day win tomorrow like set 10 goals for yourself win tomorrow um if you're listening to this first thing waking up today win today i think this is one of the best pieces of advice because i'll tell you why i'll tell you why um because so many times we hear these philosophers and people we ho- hold to high esteem saying such outlandish, awkward, and and like s- these things that only multi-billionaires can understand what they're saying. But to have someone say, who's been through what you've been through and now helping others, to say, this is how I stay clean. This is how I stay present. This is how I stay the best version of myself is I have non-negotiables and I win the day. Set 10 goals It's, it's easy, not easy to complete, but it's easy to, to, to do. It's something that is achievable and it's anyone can do it. It doesn't matter what walk of life you're from. Anyone can do it.
1: Anybody can do it. And and I challenge anybody do it for a day, then do it for a week, then do it for a month, make it through the whole year doing it. All those 10 things that you said you were going to do. You will be a different person by the end of the year.
0: I love it. I love it so much. And Mike, how do people find out more about you? We talked a little bit about your social media before we came on the show, but how do they learn more about you? How do they sign up for some of the things you're doing? And how do they just keep in touch with you and what you're doing?
1: Uh, either through my email, which is uh, McNamaraFitness uh, at gmail.com. Or my uh, Instagram. I don't know if if you're able to share those links with your audience.
0: I am. Yep. They can actually, you're going to give them to me now, but they can stop the show right now and go to the show page and it will be there. So what's that Instagram handle?
1: It's uh, McNamara underscore fitness and Facebook would be Mike McNamara. And um, right now I'm just on those two platforms. I used to do uh, in-person training and I was never really a big social media guy and um when I realized I can reach a lot more people and help a lot more people this way, then it became valuable for me. Um, and, and I love it. And as a nurse, I would love to help people before they wind up in the hospital.
0: Absolutely. Right. I I think, um, you know, I think someone said it best when, um, when they asked You know, how much does it cost to to get in shape or how to to take care of yourself and the opposite of that is how much you think it's gonna cost to not do those things. Like and not doing those things, you know, you end up with a nurse, with a doctor, or someone else.
1: Whenever people sign up for my program, most of them wind up telling me it was free because their food bill went down because they're not buying no more ding dongs, twinkies and ho ho's and they're not uh, you know, Drinking, I'm not saying they can't have a drink on the weekend, but they're not drinking as much, let's say, Um, you know, and and everyone thinks success is about adding things. Success is 100 percent removal. It's removing the things in life that are holding you back. The alcohol, the drugs, the sleeping in, you know, the the lack of motivation, the lack of exercise. When you remove your bad habits, you elevate quickly. It's more about removal than addition. Everyone's looking to add things. Let's focus on what to remove from your life that's holding you back.
0: This this will definitely be one of the shows that I go back and listen to some of these nuggets you've been dropping because this is... This is amazing. So, uh, Mike, thank you so much for being a part of the show. I appreciate it. This has been amazing. Remember, guys, go check him out. If you haven't stopped the show, you can stop right now and go um, go check the links on the show page. But check out Mike McNamara. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. You take care of yourself and keep being the awesome human being that you are.
1: Thank you so much for having me on the show. And uh, I'd love to come back anytime.